Welcome on in to Envision Shape Create. I'm Sunny G. And I'm Willie J. Stara. And it's so good to be here with you today. We've got a great installment ahead for you all. And we've got some good things to consider about the upcoming year, as well as we'd like to build upon our previous conversation that we started regarding effective boundary setting. So we hope that you out there, listeners, that you have some effective boundaries in place. And if you're curious about what those look like or how to establish um, stronger boundaries, then listen on in and see what we have to share with you today. Yes, boundaries. That's my favorite word. It's a good word. Absolutely. And I understand why, because, you know, when you have healthy boundaries, then you can cultivate successful, healthy relationships and feel more confident and comfortable in your interactions with others because you know that there's uh, a container there. There's something that's kind of set aside that allows for people to know that they're uh, safe and supported in their understandings of each other and what, what they'll accept, what will be accepted, what will not be tolerated, that sort of stuff. Yeah. So boundaries are really important to have. Um, you've been doing some work with setting effective boundaries. And how how is it going, Willie J? So I know for myself, I, I always share a little bit when people have met me and they, they'll look and uh, they see the dynamics with my mom and myself. I always use that example because it's great. Um, <clears throat> a quick backstory so my brother passed away. He was my older brother, the oldest uh, between myself and him. I always called him the oldest, but I, I had the, he just had the age. I'm technically the oldest. So the responsible one, always wanted to take on everybody else's stuff, but my own and make mine work too. And so when he passed away, I had to make sure things were together for myself, my niece, him, um, his affairs, and then my mom. And as it's now been a couple years... I've had to be even more effective in my boundaries as far as making sure that everybody's in order with whatever they're supposed to do and whatever I can't control, I let that be that. But I know for myself and my mom, like even financially, we've started to set better boundaries on that because she's getting older. There are certain things I need to make sure that are always in place for her so that when those things are essentially taken care of, I can go out and do other things for myself which puts less stress on me and creates healthy boundary. Even if she's giving me flack here and there sometimes, it's okay because I know the bigger picture of how it helps me in the end. And so to anybody that's having a struggle with parents or a boundary you got to set in place because of them aging or you're taking on new responsibilities, don't feel guilty that you have to set boundaries that aren't going to look good to everybody else. You have to make that work for yourself. And that sometimes means you're having hard decisions that only you can understand because you know in the end, this will be the best results for you. So again, I encourage you all to figure out what that looks like. And therapy is definitely a great friend. That's what's helped me set things in perspective at times. And so I'm, I'm grateful for that boundary. But yeah, so that's, that's why it's so effective. It's so big for me so that I can be great and do some great things in the world too. Absolutely. 
And it doesn't matter what it looks like to other people, you know? Mm-hmm. Other people around us, they get to see these tiny little glimpses of us and then make these you know, decisions based on that. And so, you know, as you say, it's like someone might think, oh, this or that, and they're fleeing tiny understanding of things. But at the end of the day, none of that really matters. You know, mm-hmm. I saw this um, quote, it was like, you're not responsible for the interpretations that others have of you. Absolutely. You know, it's not your problem that people see you in a certain way mm-hmm. or have certain expectations they develop regarding you or just assume you should be a certain way or not be a certain way. None of that has anything to do with you. And if any of you out there are holding on to the responsibility of, quote unquote, living up to the expectations of others or, you know, feeling like, well, society would really want me to do this, Mm -hmm. even though my gut instincts say to, hey, set a healthy boundary here. Just shed that responsibility, you know, let yourself, your shoulders feel a little lighter for not having to carry that weight of this, um, this idea or, you know, this understanding that you have to really care about what other people's um, understanding of you is mm-hmm. or what that looks like, right? That's good. I think it's important, you know, because a lot of us, we, you know, we want to be liked, right? Absolutely. I think that's a natural thing is to want to be liked. But when we kind of take a step back and realize that sometimes making these decisions are going to involve us liking ourselves more yeah, or liking what we're able to do more because we still have set aside time to be able to do what we want to accomplish in our lives versus not having a healthy boundary and then having all of your time taken up, making sure that everyone else around you is okay. And it can be very exhausting. I, I want to also point out when you're not setting boundaries in place, think about how that impacts your energy and affects your day-to-day life. You know, I recently saw someone who didn't have a healthy boundary between work and personal. And for them, they're now getting a better accustomed to that. And again, when you want to be a person that juggles multiple things at one time, sometimes you can't do all of it. And when you're so used to doing that and not having a proper support around you, it can be very challenging to see a way differently. Because you're like, it's going to all follow me. It's going to all follow me. And so I'm glad to see that coworker started to take a lot of that shift off of them. And they're starting to figure out the ways that they can make not only healthy boundaries, but they can now get rid of some of the dead weight that can be around them that that's hindering their other parts of their lives, whether it be in their relationship, whether it be on their business, whether it be on just themselves mentally and physically. Things that we take on sometimes when you're not compartmentalizing it and putting it in its space and you let it shift from, for example, your job into your personal life, it impacts you in so many different subtle ways. Absolutely. That obligatory weight, Mm -hmm. the dead weight that's like of obligation. Yeah. And a lot of times it's not even ours to take on. Nope. So. And like I told her and I've told others, I tell a couple people, you got to let those balls drop. Just let them all drop. You're juggling three of them, drop them down and let them fall where they may. And we talked about that. I don't know if we've covered it yet on our podcasts, but when we sat down that first time and we talked about what we wanted Envision Shape Create to look like for this first season, we talked about this idea of like, you know, some people really living in this perpetual state of waiting for the shoe to drop, waiting for the other shoe to drop, you know, especially now Mm -hmm. it's like, 
Um, if you're someone who's kind of plugged into the media and stuff like that, there's a lot of different opportunities for you to kind of feel as if there's this sense of impending, you know, doom. But I think you said something like, just let it drop, you know, or like, okay, so if it's going to drop now, what, or what else, yeah. you know, think of, think about it in terms of, okay, so, so when it does, then what, you know, or, you know, maybe just even another way to look at it would be to, all right, so if it's inevitably, if something's inevitably going to give, it's like, what would you want to still get in regardless? Mm-hmm. You know, um, are you going to just spend your time waiting for the next collision? Mm-hmm. Or are you going to, you know, try your best to enjoy what is going on while Ooh. it's going on, even though tomorrow is a little scary? You know, even though there's there's definitely reasons to fret or, Absolutely. or be concerned, you know, is... What's driving the wheel? Is fear at the wheel? Or is your, you know, desire to be successful at the wheel? Uh, your understanding that you deserve to be successful, you know, what what is your driving force, you know? And if it's something that you, you're not sure of, and if this is like a new question that we're asking ourselves, mm. as we ask ourselves that, think about if you want that driving force to change in the new year. You know, if Oof. you can make 2022... Your year, which I I do. I In my heart of hearts, I believe 2022 is going to be our year. Absolutely. I've heard a couple of my friends. I can't wait for that next show to happen for that. When we really tackle 2022, today we're doing boundaries, but when we we sprinkle a little 2022, but not much. When you have 2022 coming in, I want us to realistically speak about that. Let's not talk about the fact that we didn't just survive a pandemic. It's still going, whatever. That's not going anywhere for right now. But even with it, let's not get clouded by the fact that that's even happening. Those things can be all distractions. Right. Goals still need to be happening. Somebody still became a multimillionaire. Someone still bought that home. Someone still had that kid. Someone still is becoming better within themselves. So there's still always room to grow. And if you're not growing how you want to be growing, start thinking about what you need to change to be growing how yeah. you want to be growing what you got to let go that's a big thing for a lot of us is that dead weight what is it that we're carrying around that isn't serving our highest purpose is that regret about the past is it guilt about the way things went down is it something that we said that we feel like we maybe shouldn't have you know what is it because those are things that are not helping you to be more on point in your next moment or in this current moment yeah so if it's not serving you, why why do you hold on to it? And we all have different reasons for that. You know, I got some friends that have been doing some things recently that have, I look and I, I do a lot of thanking God for things and, and praying. Because um, even with driving the other week, and it was so great because, you know, I was looking at some people's situation. And I was like, Ooh, I'm so glad I'm not there. I know some things going on and I want, but, you know, there are certain parts that I saw that I would never accept. And so when I seen some of the relationships or even some of the values that were around me, I realized I'm glad I really have set boundaries, especially when we're talking about who you want to invite into your space as a companion. And, you know, recently I shared about a little bit of my uh, star reflections, but I went on a date and I had a great date. It was an awesome first date. I talked to them a couple days later. Uh, maybe, yeah, a couple of days just to see how they were doing, checking in. Again, everything went good. And then it's now been a month. We still haven't talked since Thanksgiving. 
And so I was very clear. And that's the beauty. I want you to understand something really quick. You don't have to make things worse than what they are. Because if somebody has something going on eternally within themselves, this is where those boundaries come in. What you think of yourself has nothing to do with me. If I'm not talking about the way you look, the, your past, all these other things, don't make people pay for your past. Because you forget that's happened in the past. You may not want to repeat it, but don't treat that person as if they are from your past. Absolutely. Especially when they wasn't around. Don't make people pay for your past. What a great thing to keep in mind. And it's something that happens a lot. Oh um, my gosh, yeah. And you would think that it wouldn't happen so much because your past is in the past for a reason, mm -hmm. right? So a lot of people are carrying around this heartache, this heartbreak. Oh, yeah. yeah. And then... They meet somebody who's really awesome, maybe even pretty perfect for them, mm -hmm. like a soul connection, that sort of thing. And then they take that pain and they just kind of pour it onto another person, like an unsuspecting person, mm -hmm. maybe because they potentially felt like that happened to them. Why? <laughs> Why does this happen so frequently? You know, I don't honestly, what I'll say is it's scary. And what I think is it's self-sabotage. Yeah. That's one part for sure. For sure. And... For me, like I even told that person, I said, it sounds like you may want to think about therapy because yeah. there are some past things you have going on that you really need to unpack. Yeah. But also one thing I want y'all to hear, hear me well, if I don't say nothing else in this podcast, hear me well with this. When someone says, I'll get it together one day, that is a trigger word for I'll get it together when I feel like it. Because let me tell you that one day turns into one week, turns into one year, turns into one year and six months, turns into 20 years later. Maybe and you're later. still waiting on that one day. Maybe later I'll do the work. Yeah. Maybe later I'll get it together. Yeah. Yeah. That's And that's okay. A little evasive though. So, some will accept that. I can say for me, I, I can't. And I don't accept that. And I'm going to tell you why. I'm not saying you have to be perfect out the gate. But I'm going to be very stronghold with you and let you know what's, what's allowed me to step away from cer certain toxic situations that would have dragged me down. Um, the fact that you want a pity party, I don't really give pity parties. I can understand from a space of being empathetic to you, but I'm not going to coddle you and coddle you and, and hold your hands. I'm not doing all that. <laughs> and it's not that I can't. Now, we can cut them, you know, do what you need to do for that. <laughs> I, I, I'm a you know, little bit of a hand holder, but yeah. I hear what you're saying. Yeah, I can do a little. Now, now, what I will say is we need to now figure out then, okay, if this is what your issue is, what are you going to proactively start to do? Which step would you like to take first yeah. that works for you to come out of this? Because Absolutely. I'm not going to sit and stay with you in this because this is how a vicious cycle like that starts. Right. Absolutely. And then also it's it's like personal accountability is huge. Yeah. So I think that heartbreak cycle where you're passing on, you know, where you're making people pay for your past, it has to do with a lot of unresolved issues of the past. I'm a big proponent of talking things out or letting them go. Absolutely. You know, being a, being an open communicator, I think it can be really helpful, if not directly to people who you want to be with, to a therapist, to, you know. Absolutely. Therapy is great for Yes. Or, but it's scary when you're seen. Yeah. It's scary because I think that's a part of why they were scared with me, too, because I actually just saw them for themselves. Yes. And they were still unpacking who they were, even though they're a bit older than me. Yeah. They still were unpacking like, oh, you really actually find me attractive. Well, in the past, I wasn't seen as attractive. Right. Or in the past, this person said I was too meaty. This yeah. is what I'm hearing them tell me. Right. You know, and so what I had to remind them was I'm not them. 
Right. So I can't speak for what they saw. If I didn't think you were attractive, I wouldn't ask, when can we go on a second date? Right. But here's the beauty on how you put that out there for someone else. You give them an opportunity if they really want to be not even just in a relationship, a friendship, anything. Present the offer to them on the table and it's on them to do the follow up to really take that next step. Right. And also you have to be aware, you know, uh, I know that nothing in life is like totally 100 percent even everyone has their different love languages their different ways of interacting and everything yes but if even starting off the bat you are giving way more and waiting way more you know then i don't know i mean i've just i've done a lot of um i think trying to make things work for the Mm -hmm. sake of just really i mean coming from a good place really wanting things to work yeah but at the end of the day it's got to be two people who really want things to work um, want to hear where each other are coming from and be able to, um, I think, give each other the benefit of the doubt. And then also, you know, don't make me pay for your past, but also um, don't make me pay for my past as well. Exactly. It's like, I feel like people can change. And Absolutely. You can be a different person than you are, you know, than you were last week. Yes. So if you're going to be the type of person who's like, you know, still angry a week later about something somebody said that didn't sit well with you, and you don't know how to bring it up and you don't want to talk about it, but you're just going to be angry and then it will just build and build and build. Like you said, maybe therapy might be a good, you know, or a nice, honest, open conversation yes. could be a good workaround. Because we need to also know something I talked about before in some of the other shows and we kind of tapped on it as well, you know, in the shows too. What's the triggers? Do you know you're going through that? Have you really come to terms with some things? Were you in a situation that really scarred you to the point that you really do have, you know, some mistrust issues or your self-esteem building and, you know, you're really hurt behind those things? Have you started to unpack that or did you just push it aside and just keep going forward and never really dealing with those matters? And I ain't going to say it's easy, but it doesn't have to be so scary that it's going to take you out. These things can be really just self-revelations for you to know this is where I am, this is where I need to be, and this is where I'm going to go to get there. Absolutely. And I think really realizing that we are a lot stronger than we acknowledge or that we think. You know, even in our lowest of low points, you know, even if you're experiencing some sort of dark night of the soul or if you have experienced some sort of real, real uh, low point. Yeah. You know, acknowledging that like, okay, but I'm still here. Yeah. Okay, but I'm still breathing, you know. Enjoy that breath. I may not be, um, you know, where I thought I'd be at this age. I may not be with who I thought I would be with. I may not, uh, you know, have the car I wanted to drive or the house I wanted to be in, you know, um, or my dream job yet. But I do. I have that breath, you know, and acknowledging that and being aware of that and realizing that we are so much stronger than we than we think. And I want us to stay encouraged, too, with you don't have to settle. I'm watching people around me actually settle because they feel like they're never going to get anything better than what they have. And some of the people that are starting to settle, it's scary because in the next few years, they're settling. They're going to pay for that later. Yes, that's absolutely how it goes. And I've seen it time and time again. Yeah. So it's really, you know, there is no quick fix. No. You know? So, there's no perfect someone. Yeah. But, but there is a equally yoked 
someone. Right. And I feel that there is someone that can be compatible to you. That's why you want compatible, not perfect one. Right. I don't think there's a perfect match. Yeah. You know you have great uh, parts that are synchronized together. Right. And you know you got your differences. Absolutely. But I think if we can start, even in friendships, there isn't perfect friendships. If they're perfect, you need to figure out why, where the imperfections are and what makes them better. Right. And, and that's good, too, because you don't need perfect. Right. But you need to have those differences. And ain't always going to be an argument either. But there needs to be those changes of personalities and growth because not everybody's going to feel and see life the same way. Not everybody's having the same experiences. Right. And so... That's where that open-hearted communication can be really beneficial. Friendship, absolutely. relationships, and beyond. And coming from the space of understanding. And as, you're, as a friend of mine said, you know, come from that space of understanding. As you're coming from the space of understanding, not to feel intimidated that somebody you could be connected to, whether it's friendship or in a loving manner, could be doing a bit better than you. That means you're not measuring up. So this is where I I really appreciate you bringing this up because this is, uh, you know, a little bit of a triggering point to me as well. I have seen Mm. this competitive nature take place in relationships. Yeah. And it has never made sense to me because you're supposed to be on the same team yeah. with the person that you're with. But a lot of times people are competing against each other yeah. and ultimately the team suffers yeah. from it. Because they forget it's a team. There's this book by this dude, Wade Davis, called Light at the Edge of the World. And he went and he stayed with and studied with these tribes in the Amazon. And they did some competitive activities and it was like uh, one team finished first. And everyone kind of mourned. He thought that the team that finished first was going to be really excited, you know. And he was kind of thrown off. He's like, I wonder why. Then they did the team building activity again. They all finished at the same time. And then they all celebrated. It's like this competitive spirit thing is really crushing our relationships. Because it's not about one-upping your your partner. That's, I mean, of course, if you're both... But then, it, you know, hey, I got a raise. Oh, we're both excited. As opposed to, hey, I got a raise. Now you make more money than me. It's the the lack of the team dynamic doesn't make sense to me. Why is it that people become competitive with those around them? It's a whole various of factors. And, and, and you know, when we talk about like money, right? Depending on who the person is and where the money is and the divide of difference in income, it can hurt ego. It can hurt pride. Yeah, yeah. It can hurt, you know, you can feel like, wow, you make $20,000 more than I do. Mm, that just means you're going to think I'm less of a person. Oh, interesting. You know, at times I've seen that as well, where people are like, oh, some it's great when you're making more money, but especially depending on the relationship dynamic and a person's used to being a breadwinner and that shifts, mm-hmm. it can really hurt them because that's what some people can equate. Like my success is tied to my career. Mm. You know, I think the culture shock with being in this pandemic, a lot of people realize we are all on the same level playing field, even those that are multimillionaires. Mm-hmm. A lot of us were all struggling with food. A lot of us were all struggling with our kids struggling with school, struggling in the careers, struggling, creating new career paths. Um, a great example, a friend of mine, also, in addition to what you just said about the money and the competitiveness, 
you not getting sold into the job that you have currently, thinking you're going to have that money each year to come around. Right. You know, you're getting these jobs. A lot of things are shifting where people have safety nets that aren't there anymore. Yeah. So you don't have certain pensions. You don't have certain tenure. You don't have certain buyouts or buy-ins anymore. And so a good quick example, a friend of mine right now is going through a job transition. And they knew things like this might happen a few months ago, but they kept walking through it, walking through it, walking through it. When the offer came on the table for them to resign their contract, it didn't connect with where they were going and they were getting uh, not compensated fairly. And so what people need to understand, you either going to settle for that or accept it if that if that works for you or you're going to say I'm going somewhere else and see what else is out there for me. Right. And so there has to be that and that's a scary thing too because for you not to have a safety net either, that's where your budget it comes in or you're saving some money here and there and what what I've learned is sometimes we'll stay in a relationship or jobs just to keep that comfortability going so that we don't get shook out of our norm. Right. If you create something of a new norm for me, whether it's now my, my, my partner or my person is making more money than me, and now, I don't, wait, that's not what was supposed to happen. Right. That's not the agreement. But I thought the relationship aspect of this, whether it's friendship or relationship, mm-hmm. is for us to build together. Right. And for us to grow financially more and increase, increase. Right. But like they said, more money, more problems. Yes. Absolutely. New levels, new devils. All that. Love that. Yeah. It's, but how, I guess, I, you know, just a little, you know, piece of wisdom or whatever, or guidance, or just like a loving thought to keep in mind if any of you find yourselves struggling with this concept or maybe feeling like inadequate because of certain, you know, financial situations you found yourself in or whatever. Um, it's this matter of like, don't let... Uh, material things Absolutely. interrupt, you know, or throw a wrench in or just interfere with um, with your loving connections. Yeah. Because it's easy to do. Remember, if you do what you're passionate about, the money will come. Yes. It did not going to happen overnight, but the money will come. And it's going to come in different ways. And so we have to be prepared the fact that you're not just going to be in one job. You may do one job, but you can do a couple of things in those spaces. Absolutely. And so being able to figure out what you would like residual income from, uh, not being afraid to put your value of yourself and your skills out there on display. Because people are going to invest. They're going to pay what they want to invest in. Right. They're going to pay that price for what they want. People pay for what they want. That's true. And they'll invest in whatever it is you're giving them. A lot of folks are buying tennis shoes from companies they'll never ever meet the CEO of. A lot of people are buying houses from people that they just was able to meet the realtor to. But you have folks that buying cars. I ain't never met the dealer of the person. I met the dealer. I ain't meet the creator and the person that made the car that I'm driving. Right. So there are certain things that, again, you'll invest your money in what you want. Yeah. So don't feel like you got to, un- oh, well. You know, I need to be this price so I can be right. affordable. That Tesla that came out, they ain't actually if it was your price. Right. Here's the price tag. You want it, you're going to afford it. Right. When you get these pair of these tennis shoes or Uggs or any of these brands, even my, my film, I didn't ask you if it was in your budget. I'm putting a point out there and 
This is what you want. You're the investing. Your music, you know, things that you're doing. You don't have to make everything adjustable. I think people forget, make like you just said, being likable and, and relatable. Yes. Sometimes you ain't got to be liked right. to be relatable. Right. But, but to be in that space, we think, well, if I if I make it this price, people will like it and buy it. Right. But the re- reality is, the people that may buy from you aren't even people you're going to know. Right. So those connections, being aware and open, like you were just saying, where does that come from? Us sometimes limiting ourselves in our mindsets. Yeah. You know, and it's one thing, especially when you talk about genders, depending on where they are, you know, if if the man is making more in the household, you know, maybe that's where he feels his ego for it is connected. If the woman is making more money in the household, that's where she may feel her connection. Same thing, flip it. Doesn't matter who's dating who, if it's a male, male or female, female, these conversations become the ego and the pride of how you connect. Cause you got some that's like, I'm, I'm a sneakerhead, So I like tennis shoes. You got some that's, Hey, I like vacations or I like the latest cell phones. And so when you understand those different dynamics, whether it's material, whether it's, um, possessions of ownership of properties or businesses or brands, when you kind of connect those different things, you see where those boundaries lie too. Right. Because ain't nothing like being disciplined when you want something real bad, you're going to go after it. Right. And I totally I totally hear what you're saying. And it builds really more deeply than you could know on previous conversations that I've had as well. Where, Yeah, I guess the bottom line is don't sell yourself short. Mm-mm. You know, um, just to try and like, um, you know appease yes. or or whatever you know to be more accessible yeah if it's not um maybe you want to be more aware of who you're becoming accessible to and like you said if, if somebody wants it then they'll make it happen right a lot of times because that is kind of how it how it goes and i think that even it's weird because right now it seems like there's a little bit more accessibility oh yeah Right now, you know, yeah. I mean, it seems like um, as days go by, the world gets a little bit more and more connected, that sort of thing. Yeah. So if accessibility was a factor that was ever like holding anybody back, I feel like in a way now things are becoming even more accessible as time uh, as time goes on. And I think that that is a really good, a really good point is to not sell yourself short. Mm-mm. Absolutely. With your music, with your um with whatever it is that you do. Whatever your, your craft art, is, your yeah. Vi- your videos. Your food, videos, your, yeah, yeah. all of it, yes. Um, absolutely. And people say that, you know, and there's, you know, some of us people will keep, continue to reiterate that too, you know. and um, or, or you get this question, how much is this? Oh, wow. And then what I do, like where I work and stuff, I look at people and be like, oh, this costs too much. Step back for a second. Let me see your shoes. <laughs> oh, okay. This cost, the, your shoes cost more than this, this here. So I'm trying to understand, again, but you're going to get what you want to pay for, right? Exactly. I've, yeah, I've heard people say stuff like look at people's shoes to see what to, to charge them for things. I have heard that. Because I look, well, for me, I look back at people's shoes, see what you've already paid for before you get out the door, but you meet me. Yeah. Now I, I come with stipulations. Right. Oh, I want to pay him because you met me. Yeah. Them shoes, you didn't meet the designer behind the shoes. Right. We ain't even talking about the name on them. We talking right. about what they were manufactured at. Right. Did you go watch them make your shoe? Right. Did Did you go in the factory where this was made, put together, boxed up, yeah. your right size? So when you put your foot in there, only your feet's been in there? Right. You know, and those are things. Or, for example, um, candy. Did you go and watch them make your candy? 
Did you go watch them make this chocolate you like or these or the gum you're eating? Are you in the space to watch them do it? And then they gave it to you like, here's your pack just right. for you. <laughs> no. So then you look at me and you see me giving you a couple of different options. And you're like, I only want to spend this much. Did you ask them that on them shoes or right. did you catch it on sale? Oh, you didn't catch them on sale, but you want to get me on sale. Yeah. Okay. And I'm a person. Versus like a corporation. Absolutely. I do like at uh, at my lemonade stand, people will tell me. They'll be like, you know, back, well, you know, I'm just doing lemonade now. But uh, for a little bit, I was uh, I was doing other stuff and people were saying the same thing that you're saying, Willie J, which is like, hey, you know, I don't know. I, I don't know. Um, value it at what it's valued i mean be yeah. be aware of why the you value negotiate? Why you negotiate be aware value? of the value of things and set it there you but know especially when it's pure and raw yeah when it's pure or it's something that's been really well crafted and put yeah. together things that are beneficial yeah if you want a discount go where you're getting your discount at right i'm not knocking what you want to be but here's the beauty i want us to remember if you're in a room with 100 people versus 20 people those 100 people may not buy from you, but that 20, everybody might buy from you. Right. Or at least 5 out of the 20 might buy from you. Or 10 out of those people might buy from you. Versus the 100 people that was there just to speculate and be around you and say, okay, hey, I like what you're doing, but, you know, it's 100 of us in here. So you good. We ain't got that. Now it's like, oh, well, mm. but then the 20, they might look at you and go, I like what you're doing. We all want a copy. Absolutely. Or we all want to invest in you. And if you if you set your uh, your price point where it needs to be or where where your time and labor and everything like that mm-hmm. is compensated for, um, you might not need to reach everyone. Like you said, your Absolutely. your market is not is not everyone. No. Nope. Anyway, so what's the point of trying to be able to reach everyone when it's not? That's not where your market is. Mm-hmm. You know, everyone, like you said. If people want things, they will make things happen, you know? You're absolutely right. I think that that... And I hope that you listening understand exactly what it is that we're saying, you know? Because it wouldn't necessarily... You know, like if we equate it to art or something, you know? It doesn't need to be you sell, like, you know, $30,005 prints, you know? when you If you were to sell, like, one original... For 60 G's, you know, or whatever, you know. So it's yeah. just a matter of of finding the right the right market, the right, yep. the right place. And um, putting yourself out there, I think, as you mentioned. And not being afraid to get the no's. Because when you get the yeses, you don't know where those next doors are going to go for the yeses. But the beauty in it is, if you stifle yourself, you're not going to be able for people to see you. Or be able to even know that you exist. Right. And so as you're growing, you know, knowing not only... In addition to your market, it needs to make sense for you to be here. And, and and it needs to make sense for them to connect with you. I've gotten some people give me some offers recently about some things. And we'll see. I, I entertain the ideas. But I'm not so gone with ideas to the, the effect that I forget my, my core principles of what I want. And why does this connect back with me? And so with it, you have to just be mindful of, you know, what you're comfortable with, what your boundaries will be when things are presented to you. Uh, What do you do when you meet your goals? 
What do you do when you actually get that job that you've been wanting? How do you actually set boundaries to not let that job overtake your world? Absolutely. You know, where it becomes like, this is the dream job I've wanted, or this is the job I've always prayed for, or that I've wanted to manifest to me. Now what? Yeah. Now what? And as you do it, okay, so now you got the job. Now you see the job requires this, this, and this. How are you going to make sure you keep yourself still intact? Absolutely. Because it's easy. It's easy to lose yourself amongst everything else, especially when there is money involved or things that allow for growth to to a faster degree. And so with it, if you aren't aware of yourself, it will potentially rob you of the experience of even being in the path that you've been fortunate enough to be in, in the career path that you want. And I, one thing I've hear, heard a lot of artists say over the years that I've watched, they said, wow, these years just went by so fast. I didn't really pay attention to everything that was going on because every week, every day, I was busy doing something. I didn't really get a chance to enjoy my career. Now some of them are. Some have passed on. But a lot of them, they get a chance to enjoy their career path. They didn't take a chance to smell the roses, mm. to, to, to look at the fruits of their labor. And they're just now starting to really understand the impact that they've had on the culture, on um, the impact in business with people that they're connecting with. Uh, One person that gave a really great example I like using is Sarah Blakely. She talked about how she had kids in her later 30s. And everybody thought she was crazy because it's like, you're a successful businesswoman or you're starting to build more. She didn't become nothing overnight. She started selling fax machines door to door. So when you see her story and the development, this just didn't happen overnight. People laughed the idea of her doing spanks off. Her lawyer laughed it off until they went through with it. She got her patent together and did what she needed to do. Now she's a multimillionaire that now has turned into a billionaire. But it took her people laughing at her going, yeah, I don't think this is a smart idea. Had she listened to them, she would not be where she is. And now... We sit and we're able to, she's able to pay out people and give this wonderful 10000 She put the Oprah move, $10,000, and then you go wherever you want to go in the world. And so nice. having that to her employees, oh, but you so got the wonderful. money to do it. Yes. And her company just got bought for like, I think, $5 billion? Oh, But regardless, whoa. you had to believe in yourself first. Yes. And she says that. And I like that about her because she's very personal. I like I'll message her um, through like talking in comments, and she actually resp- replies back. So, hey, Sarah, oh, girl, awesome. love you, Sarah Blakely. But I love sharing her story about her because I've, I've watched her for years. But these things don't happen overnight. So, what kind of boundaries did you put in place? Um, one thing I love, she also married a, a multi-millionaire too. I think he may be a billionaire now as well. But he, they both have financial. They're good. But this is the beauty we got to remember. You can have great financials and have a jacked up relationship. Right. Because that's not the only thing that can put you in great space. It helps because you can be a, you can eliminate, I need this, I need that. But what do you need then emotionally, spiritually, physically? You know, what are the other aspects you need? What's your love language? Are they, is that being met? Yeah. You know, and so when you're talking about it, the variations of what boundaries mean and going into career paths that connect back to yourself and not losing yourself in it. I love hearing those different stories of other creative and successful people because you and you and myself, we're both successful in different ways. And we've had to learn what works for us. Absolutely. And so it's all that trial and error. But regardless, we've had to learn how to make our last final decisions. And so that's the beauty of, you know, again, if you say... 
I want to be a multimillionaire. Are you ready to handle the financial responsibility of being a multimillionaire when you've never touched a million dollars at one time, right. let alone two, let alone five, let alone a hundred million dollars. Right. How do you check where these funds are going? How do you know where every dollar was spent? Are people, you know, you hear these stories of folks that you trusted with your money and then they were suddenly like, okay, you paid this bill for, I'm going to say it's 500, but it's really 400. I'm going to skim a hundred dollars off, skim a hundred dollars off, skim a hundred dollars off. Next thing you know, they're a millionaire right. off of just you. Right. And then you find out later, you can't go back to them because you can't track where the money went. Right. Because you were entrusting them with your, your, your finances. And let's hope that it wasn't enough to bring you down yep. significantly bankrupt everything right because we've seen that happen as well oh my gosh which is a really a huge devastating thing as well when we but talk yes. about wanting to keep our health in line that Ooh. kind of brings me up to our herb of the week yes i was waiting for it absolutely um, so this one cat's claw is um, a bark and it grows in the rainforest and they say you know you really want to do your best to find organic cat's claw if you look at a picture of it, it looks kind of like this little curly cat claw, the way that it curls along on a tree, and it's considered to be a, a traditional health tonic. This um, is considered a cure-all to a lot of people. So it has a wide range of different things that it can help people to bounce back from, um, including what I saw was, I believe, um, destroying tumors. So, mm. you know, decreasing nice. the size and kind of um, yeah. and killing those off. Okay. But, so Cat's Claw wanted to talk a little bit about that. And then for our health tip of the week. Health tip. I wanted to talk a little bit about um, crystals, healing crystals. I yeah. noticed that you have, do you have uh, some crystals on right now? Do you have some? Um, Not with this one. Um, but I have some in the car. Well, those are beautiful. What Thank you. Got you. There, they kind of look a little bit yeah. like um, turquoise. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people will wear turquoise for safe travels, and um, it's a nice, nice protective stone. Uh, and now a lot of different crystals, you know, they have different, you know, and this has been scientifically proven. There's different um, energy, right? Yeah. So when you have these crystals and they um, come together, there's different reactions that you know, um, that exist and take place. And you can look into the science behind crystals as well if you're someone who hasn't spent a lot of time um, learning about them. And there's different crystals associated with different chakras. I myself um, really am into the black tourmaline. It's Mm. a pretty readily available stone, but it also is a self-cleansing stone. So it doesn't need a lot to... um, doesn't need you to soak it in sea salt very often or put it out under the full moon, although those things don't hurt by any means and it does help to um, reestablish balance within all the chakras Um, it's a nice protective stone that shamans have been wearing for thousands of years so in terms of healing crystals you know rose quartz is great for the the chakra i love quartz i have a smoke quartz and i have a rose quartz i have a couple of them wonderful i love quartz Yeah. yeah that's my stuff quartz that's a great healer stone you know and it's great for um, cleansing and purification and especially mm-hmm. for the heart space the rose quartz yeah i just love my black tourmaline because it just it really it's like one stone for all the chakras I'm like that's that's wonderful because um i have to get one i haven't had that one yet i've got one for you got one for you right here buddy yeah yes thank you absolutely so cat's call and black tourmaline and like yes. i said it's um it's a great stone, and a lot of people put them in their windows and all around the house. Just um, as just like a nice, 
protective thing. Like I said, shamans have been wearing them for a long, long time as well. And notice there. Um, oh, also, it transmits um, or it transmutes um, like energy uh, radiation from cell phones and stuff like that. Mm. So it can be really helpful. Uh, just keep on your person so that you're not getting like a, a negative effects from cell phone towers and stuff like that. Um, there's number energy building up around you. Right. Yes. There's waves being sent all over. So yeah. Yes. I absolutely. Absolutely. And then that cat's claw, um, I don't have organic cat's claw right now, but I have still been taking this and it's, um, I feel like it's pretty helpful. This, um, traditional health tonic. Yes. Haven't been taking it for a long time. That's another thing, guys. When we talk about these things, it's like, give yourself permission and the chance to be successful. Yeah. And give these herbs a chance to work. Yeah. Rome wasn't built in a day. You know, it's like there's you're, you're going to take an herb for one day and then be like, oh, it didn't work. Of no, course. it's like you got to take this every day for months yeah, to so see some really sort see of thing. effect, mm-hmm. you know. So, you know, if you're taking hyssop or hyssop, I don't know how to say it, H-Y-S-S-O-P. Like if you're like, oh, I want to restore my vision to 2020, I'm going to start taking some hyssop every day, you know. And you find a nice vegetable glycerite and you find some organic hyssop, you know, from Hawaii farm or whoever you get it from. Keep taking it, you know, give it a few months before you even start to notice that like, oh, my vision is slowly restoring, you know. But don't just give up on something just because it um, it's not instantaneous. Oh, yeah. I say that to you and I, I'm also saying it to myself. Too. Yeah. Because <laughs> I'm, I'm like, where are the results? <laughs> Can't. Somebody show me the results. It's like, well, it just happened, man. It's not a microwave. <laughs> yes. 30 seconds is done. <laughs> yep. I wish it would that easy. Like my results, please. Where are the results? Um, I was telling you this a little bit ago, Willie J, and um, how I got this um, this random uh, secret Santa acetone nail polish remover <laughs> gift, you know, for nail polish, gel polish, artificial nails, glitter polish, and nail glue on um, this Pronto. And I just, you know... I'm very thankful. I thought, you know, I had a little secret Santa thing going on. But, uh, yeah. I, I, yeah, I like my gifts. I got this really great picture of little Kim. And mm-hmm. I got a really dope um, recipe book. Yes. I love that. And I got an apron with it. I got a couple cool gifts. So, yeah, I, I'm, I'm... We got to bring back the aprons. Right? I agree. Don't you? I agree. Because I'm, I'm making stuff and I'm getting... I wear like, it like once or twice. I'm like wiping my, you know, what do you do? You get a little yeah. egg yolk? You know what's what sad? Do you do? I know you're supposed to wipe it on your apron. Yes. See, I know the forest or people will be. paper towel or whatever. I know yeah. the forest people will be coming after me right now because yes. I got my paper towels and I'll rinse my hand, paper yes. towel, rinse my hand, paper towel, rinse my hand. I'll try to reuse the same paper towel. Then That's it gets too dirty. I'll throw it, it out. I, I wish that I was, I wish I was doing that more, but I'm saying the temptation to. Yeah. To just like, oh, I got a little flour on something. To just, you yeah. know, then of course I go or the back flour to washing my hands before I, you know, I would need anything or anything yeah. like that. But yes, you get, I'm, yes, I'm saying working with flour, doing baked goods, yeah. some of that. An apron is so important. Yeah. I, I'll get some flour switched on me. I'm like, oh, I know it's going to be good now because it was flour got them. It made a mess. Yeah. <laughs> a little mess. Especially with these way. little stirrers, you know. You got these two little kids, and when they stir, it's like oh yeah, it's everything. gonna be it's a like hole. on the side of the bowl. They're getting better, but I'm just saying it. It's the wide turns. <laughs> yeah, the there's, wide turns. There's no moisture in there yet. It's just it's flour, and you're like, <laughs> yeah. you're like, oh. yeah. <laughs> but no, I, I you know, there's a lot of good um, 
And I feel like we're really finishing the year out strong. I really I do. This podcast has been a saving grace. I've really, really enjoyed it. And Same. I, I feel like we've touched upon some helpful things. I really hope that as you're listening, that you're finding you know peace and comfort. Absolutely. And um, we're wishing you many blessings in the upcoming year. And um, even if, you know, I don't know if any of you have pulled out a journal and started writing along with us as we've been kind of talking about different questions mm-hmm. to ask ourselves Maybe doing some unpacking ourselves. I love that term, you know, unpacking some of these things that we've experienced that maybe we have like let by, fall by the wayside or haven't had the courage to really kind of unpack yet. Yeah, you know, doing that for ourselves and for our for each other, you know, so that we can have these healthier, stronger relationships, you know. Um, so just doing the good work. But if you have been, you know, start thinking about what you want to see in twenty twenty two. Because mm-hmm. that's going to be our next, our next installment. Yes. It's going to be all about um, what to, ex- you know, what do we want to see, you know, and um, giving ourselves permission to dream. Remember, you know, so that we we can envision, shape, create our um, our journey, you know, our destinies. I know that for a long time I was always kind of like, oh, you know, I don't know if it was like a do I deserve what I want sort of thing, or if it was like a is it really possible for me to get what I want. But really, honestly, we all have these very vastly different dreams and desires and wishes. So I do. I'm, I've seen it time and time again. When we go after what we want, we realize that, like, the world is a better place because of it. Oh, yeah. And that it was, you know, what it is that you're looking for was meant for you. Absolutely. And it, it's just a matter of going to find it. And let it meet opening you. to receiving it. Yeah. And when it shows up, meet it with open arms. Yeah. And don't run from it because there's so many people that run from their, what they had manifested for them. And then they're figuring out, well, why is it not coming back? Because that's where it was at. Yeah. It showed up already for you. Yeah. And you weren't ready. Yeah. Or you may have been ready. Right. But either way, don't let these opportunities pass you by because you may not get it around a second time. Yeah. But then they do say, and I don't know, I mean, I've, you know. Is what's meant for you will always find you. Absolutely. But I, I, I wonder as well, will it find you a second time, like you said? And, and don't wait, because sometimes it might yeah. take you what took a year to come. Right. might take you five. Right. Because you, you were ready. Yeah. And it was like, here. And it's like, no. And then it's like, oh, okay, well, I'll come back around. Let me go to somebody else who is. Yeah. And it may or may not come back right away. I, I you know? I know. But I, I want you all to go after that, too. Go and, after and, and, and it. And know your worth. Charge it. Absolutely. It's okay if nobody else gets it. You get it. The rest will follow. Yeah. And you can have it all. Yes. Just remember that. You can have it all. Create that balance. I was talking to somebody who was saying that... Um, because it's someone I've I've grown up with, you know, cousin I've grown up with for a long, long time. And it's just this matter of he was saying that sometimes he will do something negative so that he can do something positive. And I was like, why are you doing that? And he's like, I just feel like it needs to be balanced, right? And so I was like, well, it's really good that you bring this up because now you maybe you hadn't thought about why you were going out being so destructive in your life. Because you thought that you had to in order to be peaceful and, like, make good things happen simultaneously. You know, I was like, so now maybe that you see that within yourself, you can acknowledge it and maybe um, 
realize that that's like a fallacy you've been telling yourself that there has to be some sort of bad with the good versus just like taking the time to focus on the good and cultivate good mm-hmm. right and that they won't yeah. be penalized for it like he's he was subconsciously feeling like it's Something, too good so i'm gonna have to mess it come. up yeah mm-hmm. and if i'm in control of what i'm messing up then maybe it won't be as bad. Yeah, I'll, I'll already know because yeah. I'll be the one doing it versus like the universe dishing something out or whatnot. So Which, we all have these weird, weird ways of thinking about things. We got our things. things. Yeah. We got our things. But as long as you can get to know yourself and really kind of understand maybe what some of your limitations are. Yep. And work through them, unpack them, that sort of stuff. Come on, respect those boundaries. Yes. Absolutely. And it's okay if nobody else gets them but you. Yeah. That's okay. You're going to be much better for yourself or yourself will thank you later. And as you said, you know, energy, where does your energy go? Oh, yeah. If you have um, if you have effective boundaries in place, maybe you have the opportunity to really cultivate what you know you were put on this earth to cultivate. Absolutely. My, my final thought, star final thought is take the time to not only connect with yourself, but see where your world is going. And how you want to meet it as you're going there. So once you're able to really put those things in perspective, you are whatever goals you're setting and the goals are starting to happen. How do you want to be there? What, what does it look like presently for you? What does it smell like? What does it taste like? What does it feel like? You know, who are there with you in those spaces? Are, is it your friend from 10 years ago or is it your friend from a month ago? Who knows? That's a great question. How do you want to show up for your best life? Because I think that that, answering that question for yourself is going to bring it in more fully. You know, if you can really see it, then then you can make it real. Yeah. But, but also, how are you going to be when it's there? When it does greet you, how are you going to show up for your best life? Absolutely. I'm cutting everybody off. <laughs> On Christmas Eve, yeah. my uh, that same cousin, he was like... He's going through his phone. He's like, let's start a new tradition. He's like, he's like, he just went through his phone and he just like deleted, you know, he just was, he's like, let's delete a, let's go through and delete at least a person from my phone. I was like, okay, there's your new tradition, you know? It's like, yeah, I don't know. He's a funny guy. He's an old guy. All right. On that, we'll leave you, you know, keep, keep who you want to keep in your life. You don't need to cut anybody out, right?